Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. This week, I'll be speaking with Dr. Amy Beckley. Amy is the founder of Prove and the inventor of the first and only FDA-cleared test to confirm ovulation at home. When Amy and her husband tried to get pregnant, they suffered through several years of infertility, including seven miscarriages and two rounds of IVF, the second of which resulted in her son. When Amy decided she wanted another child without another round of IVF, she used her background in hormone signaling to uncover a problem with ovulation, which caused a progesterone deficiency, also called luteal phase defect. With the help of an inexpensive progesterone supplement, Amy and her husband were blessed with their daughter. Amy invented the original PDG test in her basement to help women identify problems with ovulation at home and started selling them in plastic bags on Amazon with a $50 logo off Upwork. Welcome to the show, Amy. I'm so excited to have you on. I am so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Sure. Great. Let's get started. So Amy, as a woman in business, can you share with us your career journey and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was not an easy journey. Um, mm -hmm. Known in the social community as the infertile scientist, because I've paired my professional and my personal life to be where I'm at today. I have a PhD in pharmacology. I've been studying hormone signaling. I just love figuring out how things work. Um, you know, what happens in the body when we have a disease or a cancer and figuring out the mechanisms of that. Um, and then I had my own personal battle with infertility and recurrent miscarriage. And I just was so frustrated at the fact that here I am, this smart, educated woman couldn't do something as easy as having a baby. I mean, I just just blew my mind. Um, and, you know, I went to doctors after I had a couple losses and they said, oh, it's normal. It happens. Ran a whole bunch of tests. Everything came back normal. I got my diagnosis of unexplained infertility. Telling a, a scientist you have unexplained anything is like uh, <laughs> not the best situation. Mm -hmm. uh, it just, it just lit the fire to kind of figure out what was going on with me. Um, for my first child, I did in vitro fertilization or IVF. Um, we had to do a couple rounds and I was fortunate enough to go to a really good clinic and a really good doctor, uh, but it wasn't cheap. It was, you know, $40,000 mm -hmm. to, to wow. have, yeah, to have a child. Um, and so after that, I, you know, I went back to the doctor and I sat in his office and I was like, all right, MD to PhD, let's work this out. What are we missing? What is going on? How do I get pregnant again, but without IVF? Mm -hmm. And so after, you know, a bunch of conversations, we came to this theory that I just wasn't producing enough of the hormone that supports pregnancy. So that hormone's called progesterone. Mm -hmm. um, it's what basically, you know, causes implantation of the embryo and for you to hold that pregnancy at any time. If it gets too low, that can cause infertility, miscarriage, preterm birth, all, all kinds of fun things. And then after the baby comes out, it's that drop in progesterone that, that can cause postpartum depression. Mm, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I said, okay, well, you gave me this progesterone during IVF and that obviously worked. 
why don't we skip the IVF and just give me that progesterone? And he mm. said, sure, let's do it. Um, and so I did. And I have a nine-year-old daughter. I was like, that is amazing. That is amazing. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's all it took, right? Was this simple pharmaceutical that's been given to, I mean, women in menopause take it constantly. Um, it, you know, it's part of HRT, hormone replacement therapy. Um, it's in every single IVF procedure. So it's a very safe medication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no good diagnostic test to say which woman needed it because mm-hmm. blood testing just didn't didn't track it over the the right period of time. And so it was too hard to say, okay, well, we're going to track your levels, come back to the lab for four days in a row, and we're going to stick you with a needle four days. So we turned it into a, a urine-based test. Mm. So, yeah, we, we measure urine instead of blood. We look at the metabolite instead of the hormone directly. And we just see, is it elevated? Does it remain elevated? You know, when, you know, implantation is supposed to be happening and if not, you know, we flag you and say, okay, this is a possible problem with ovulation, which is leading cause of infertility. And they go to their doctor and they ask about certain medications. Um, so we've helped over 150,000 couples uh, worldwide understand their fertility and, and you know, help them get them pregnant. Wow, that is amazing. You have really solved a big, big issue for women, right? I mean, that's, that's amazing. Thanks. That's great. So, so your own experiences is what drove you to develop and create Prove, right? So tell us more about that. Yeah. I mean, when I was in this journey myself, I was a scientist and I was, you know, charting, you you could do like temperature charting, take your temperature every morning and you can do the ovulation tests. And I could tell something was wrong, but the medical community was, oh, you haven't been trying long enough. You haven't had enough losses. And I just mm-hmm. thought that that was so unfair to put mm-hmm. these arbitrary time periods. And, you know, oh, I had to have three losses, three pregnancy losses before mm-hmm. you seek medical care. It was, it was just insane to me. And so I decided I wanted women to have access to this information themselves so they could advocate for a treatment faster I mean, like, you don't say, well, you have to have COVID three times before we treat you. Right. You, to, right. you know, <laughs> oh, sorry. It's, this is the first time you had cancer. Just wait two more times. <laughs> oh, geez. So enabling physicians um, and patients to have a better diagnostic tool to start those conversations, easy, you know, faster, to have more informed information to guide treatment. That was the entire goal. Wow. And so then then you decided, okay, I'm going to take all this knowledge and put it where we can help other women, right? Yes. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And so I was a scientist who <laughs> spent all her money on fertility treatments. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, we weren't these like, you know, fancy, uh, you know, investors or bankers or whatever that all this, you know, this money. Mm-hmm. So we didn't. We did crowdfunding. We just, That's great. Uh, yeah, me and another scientist that also went through infertility got together, put some, you know, materials together and tested some stuff in my basement and, you know, just a crowdfunding campaign and said, wow. hey, do you want wow. to be able to test your progesterone at home? Mm-hmm. And 
you know, these women were like, yes, absolutely. This would be amazing. And so we got funded and we developed the device and we just put it out there and people bought it and then we made more and then they bought it and we made more and we just been growing. And yeah, I'm so impressed. That's, that's amazing. I mean, women are so impressive when they start to put their mind to something, it gets done. And, you know, you said you've helped over 150,000 couples that would not have been able to maybe have a child or, you know, understand the whole fertility process. So that's amazing. Um, so you've done some amazing work helping women. Can you share with us some of the specific problems with ovulation? Yeah. So people always think, um, you know, ovulation is the release of the egg, you know, and there's like, there's things like the, the drugstore, the grocery store, Amazon, you can get ovulation tests and you pee on them and it turns positive. You're like, okay, it's time to have intercourse. This is the baby making time. Um, but that's not the only part of the story. The other part of ovulation is preparing the uterus for implantation. So timing intercourse can help you fertilize the egg, but implanting in the uterus is a bigger cause of infertility than timing intercourse correctly for fertilization. Mm -hmm. And so really opening up that, um, that concept, that idea to, to women and to physicians that, Hey, there is a way to look at, you know, that there, there's, it's ovulation, you know, it can have problems with it. And here's how you know that there's a problem with it by testing this hormone marker, you know, across when implantation happens. And, you know, I was getting pregnant. I was, had positive pregnancy tests, obviously, you know, catch releasing an egg, but there was a problem with that ovulation that was preventing me from carrying that successful pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So that, that is another piece of the puzzle that maybe a lot of people didn't know about. (laughs) Yes. Okay, great. Wow. That's so amazing. So why do you think ovulation is a is not a yes no event. So, you know, a lot of times people think okay, either yes or no, but you don't think so. Tell us why. Uh, yeah, so, you know, you can release an egg, but you can have a poor uterine environment that doesn't support implantation. Uh-huh. And so it's just like um sperm. It's not like you have sperm or you don't, right? It's you have uh-huh. do you have enough sperm to swim to the egg to fertilize it? So you can have a low sperm count or a high sperm count, or you can have no sperm. But the same thing with ovulation. You can have a a good ovulation or a bad ovulation. Um, We actually score ovulation on a score of zero to 100. Think of it as like a report card. Uh And so the longer that um, progesterone marker remains high in urine, the higher the score that you have, and that's the higher probability of conception. We did a clinical study where we looked at women's, um, uh, it's, it's called PDG, that marker, that progesterone uh, marker in urine across this four-day implantation window. And women that had a high level after ovulation had an eight times higher pregnancy rate than the ones that had a low um, wow. marker after. Yeah, so it's, it's not that they can't get pregnant if it's low. It's just um, there's a higher chance. And so it's all, it's all about increasing chances of pregnancy, odds of pregnancy. So um, I think you said four days, but I'm not sure. I wanted to ask you on 
when you're testing your urine for progesterone, how often do you have to test and how many counts of scores do you take? Yeah, it's, it's four days. So if mm-hmm. you think about um, a woman's cycle and um, it's, uh, let's say it's it typically, it's about, you know, 25, 30 days. And so the first part of the cycle, um, she's, she's growing her egg, she's producing estrogen. And then maybe she, if she's taken an ovulation test, that'll turn positive. That's when the egg kind of t- comes out of the, the, the ovary. And that's when she should time intercourse to for sperm meets egg. And then seven days later is when you test for progesterone. Mm-hmm. And it's because it takes seven days for that egg to be fertilized by the sperm, travel down the fallopian tube into the uterus to where it will implant. And so our testing is seven, eight, nine, and 10 days. So that four day window after when ovulation happened to confirm that you did ovulate successfully and you do have that sustained high um, progesterone marker in urine because that's when it needs to be high, which is when implantation happens. That's amazing. Yeah, you have it down to a science that, you know, a lot of people could lose that window of four days and, you know, not be able to um, ovulate or, you know, yeah, successfully. Yeah, Right, right. So we know it's confusing. There's all these hormones, there's all these days, this and that. So we have this free app. It's on Android as well as iOS. You download it, you input your cycle stats, you know, when was the first day of your last period, how long your cycle, and we'll load in everything for you. We'll tell you exactly when to test. We'll read it. We'll tell you the hormone values. We'll tell you if it was positive, negative, and then we'll give you that score at the end. So everything is digitized. You have to remember to open up your app each morning, see if it's a test day, collect your first morning you're in. What is the app called? Uh, It's the Prove Insight app. So Mm P-R-O-O-V Insight app. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I think definitely our listeners can benefit from downloading the app and, and starting, you know, their process. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Well, What do couples need to know before beginning their pregnancy journey? Because I think, you know, it's important for them to consider what's going to happen and understand the process. So what are some of the things they need to consider? Um, We need to consider age. Um, You know, women are waiting, couples are waiting longer to start. Yes. Because it takes longer to buy a house, (laughs) like start a Mm -hmm. career. Um, and so age is a big factor. So if you're starting your fertility journey after the age of 30, um, you know, just know that one out of every six or eight couples has fertility challenges and it just, it might be, um, it might take a little bit longer to get pregnant. Uh Um, And, you know, the other thing is to know is that, you know, in vitro fertilization or IVF is not the only option to get women pregnant. A lot of times they think, okay, I'm going to try on my own. I'll take, I'll, you know, I'll download some free cycle tracking app, um, like, you know, Clue or Glow or something like that. They're going to tell me the fertile window. I didn't have, you know, I had intercourse in the fertile window. I didn't get pregnant. I'm going to go see, you know, this fancy reproductive endocrinologist mm-hmm. and then I'm going to do IVF. Um, and it's not cut and dry like that. There's a lot mm-hmm. of opportunities to have more cost-effective treatments as well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So biggest advice I say for, for couples that are planning 
or beginning their journey is to get all the testing done. Um, you know, men included, we, we also have a sperm test, a home sperm test that checks modal sperm count. Nice. You know, half, half, about 40% of infertility cases are the male. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we shouldn't as women take on all the responsibility of tracking our cycle and timing our voice and all this stuff when, you know, there's, there's male factor as well. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to try to be proactive about it and <clears throat> understand what could be affecting fertility is, I think, much better because once you've, we call it the pit of despair. So every single month you get a negative pregnancy test and you just get deeper, deeper into this depression where you just feel like it's never going to happen. I'm never going to be a mom. And it's just this downward spiral. And so that at that point, it's not a good time to start the testing because, you know, you might go down the road of really expensive fertility treatments. Whereas if you start the testing at the beginning, uh-huh. and you're in this, like, this is, this is great. I, I you know, this, I'm, we're totally ready. It's going to be so much fun. You know, <laughs> all this extra mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be discouraged right away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and so I just think that, you know, being informed about it is just a lot better than just thinking it, it, it as a, like a big, you know, black box and, and being stressed out about it. I mean, there's some crazy stat that almost 86% of couples um, that go through infertility is, well, it's more of the woman um, are depressed. Yeah, that's a huge, huge percentage. And that that really defeats the purpose, right? So if you start out on the correct path, hopefully that number is considerably reduced because now you know the journey. You're looking at both of your uh, processes, not just the woman, right? Like you said, the male sperm count, 40% is on the male. So why should you take full responsibility of that too? So that's that's so important to know. You're saying some amazing things. I have two daughters, so it's amazing to hear this because, you know, it is really, really good information and knowledge that they should have prior to any pregnancy journey. Yeah. That's yep. great. Um, so is your field a male-dominated field? I, I didn't know and I wanted to ask. And is there equity in that field between male and female? Um, so women's health is really the only field that is woman dominated. Oh, good, Um, good. It's very underfunded and it's very underrecognized. Um, but the, the reason it's women dominated is because women see it as opportunity. They have things that happen to them personally and they decide I'm going to go fix this, right? Like, you know, one of my good friends is, um, Jenna Ryan of Eucora, she had like eight UTIs in one year. And so she developed Mm -hmm. a whole supplement system to help with UTIs. And she is doing fantastic because there's so many other women that have that issue. Right, right. So, you know, it is, you know, female dominated, but it's not really taken seriously yet. Not supported like it should be. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there equity? You know, I don't know. Um, the medical profession is a profession. It is a job. Like they have to have revenue or else they cannot, you know, be a a medical provider or a Mm -hmm. clinic. And so I always like to remind people when they're seeking out healthcare 
to remember that, that it's their business, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, sometimes you get doctors that aren't out there for the best intentions that are going to ask you to do really expensive procedures or things that aren't needed. Um, You know, so just kind of that that's why we're a direct to consumer company is we give it straight to the woman. She doesn't have to go through any hoops or, you know, red tape or anything to get it. No prescription needed um, because we want her to have that information. Right. You know, whereas like some sometimes there's no access, maybe there's no clinic close close by or maybe the clinic that they go to says, oh, we only do IVF here. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so it's about options and being educated and it's just kind of thinking in advance, you know, is this the best best chance? This is the best opportunity for me. Is this what's right for my family? Yeah, I didn't realize how expensive IVF is. Wow. Yeah. You know. And that could be a huge cost and eliminate so many people who want to have a child that don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, fertility is elective, just like getting, you know, plastic surgery is elective. Uh I'm like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, Amy, what are your thoughts on achieving work-life balance? I know there's so much talk about this. Is there such a thing? You have kids at home. You're a scientist. You have a company. How do you achieve that if if you can? Yeah, it's really hard. It's really, really mm-hmm. hard. Um, I feel like I don't do a very good job of it, but I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, simple things that I do is I block off my calendar every morning and afternoon and I take my kids to school. Nice. Um, you know, and I just I make that a priority. They are old enough that they could walk, technically walk mm-hmm. by themselves, but I, you know, I like to kind of be there. And see them when they come home. Um, How old are they? Uh, Twelve and nine. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's nice to have mom there. You know, it's a nice security. Yeah, yeah. And then I like to do, you know, one weekend day to do something, you know, fun or you know, put mm-hmm. the computer down and at least have a few hours of just uninterrupted time, time with them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the best you can do is really blocking out from your calendar. That's that's really the only thing I know that works, you know, because yeah. if you leave it open, you're always going to be pinged. Somebody's going to ask for something. You're going to be pulled in different directions and then you feel guilty later as a woman, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, that's great that you're doing that. Um so I love to travel and I always ask this question kind of selfishly because then I can add to my bucket list. <laughs> so where is your most favorite place that you've traveled to and why? So I just came back uh, a month ago from India. Oh, wow. And I didn't think I would like it, but I actually loved it. Oh, um, tell me why. So so India is this huge country. Um, I went to Mumbai, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know if you've ever been to India, but there's not, no. so many people, so many people, and because there's so many people, they don't have, they just have like asphalt, and it's every man for themselves, and mm-hmm. you just drive. There's no lines. There's there's no. Um, did you drive there? Um, I didn't drive. I was in a vehicle. I did not drive personally. Okay. 
Yeah, smart. <laughs> smart. <laughs> they told like, me not to drive in Rome, and we didn't. <laughs> so that was really good. Yeah, good yeah. advice. But there's a bunch of motorcycles, um, and then there's these things called, they call them different things. Um, auto is what they call them there, but they're tuk-tuks mm -hmm. or rickshaws. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just like a like an ATV with a like a aluminum shell over the top. Okay. okay. Um, it, I mean. It's just a means of transportation, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whoever's listening, Google it. It's like amazing. Like you just, it's so thrilling to be out there in the middle of the road and like mm -hmm. you're weeping out of traffic and you're getting so close to other people <laughs> uh, it's it's thrilling it's honestly <laughs> it's uh, a um it's a disney ride that's not a ride <laughs> right where you actually could die <laughs> that's why it's thrilling <laughs> it's right, it's right. um yeah but yeah i i liked it. and the people there were very respectful um mm -hmm. Unless you were, you know, trying to get into a building or some kind of line, you know, that courtesy of, oh, I'm going to open, yeah. I'm going to open the door for you and then you'll go through and you'll keep it open. No, they will just all walk through and you'll be standing the, with the door because, you know, there's so many people you have mm -hmm. to go when it's time to go or else you mm -hmm. get left behind. Right. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. I, I really enjoyed the culture. I learned a lot of stuff on um, arranged marriages which is just so fascinating. It is fascinating. I've learned some things with friends of mine and just acquaintances that I've met along the way that have told me things that is just amazing, like the dowry piece and the yeah. you know family history and all of that. It is so amazing. I mean, it's like literally finding your perfect match. Mm -hmm. You do. Yeah, and they really take a lot of pride and time into that and take take the steps necessary. I think there was some show we watched on Netflix that kind of showed that process and it was very interesting. Yeah, very cool. But yeah, how was the food? How did you like the food? Because I love Indian food. <laughs> um, I, they it's have an acquired taste. I mean, you have to love it or you don't, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not a big spicy food fan. Yeah. So yeah. that was kind of tough. Um, and then if you're a... Um, foreigner you shouldn't eat any raw vegetables or oh, okay. because of the water is not good mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so by the time i came back i was really craving a nice salad <laughs> yeah yeah because you couldn't have anything yeah that's yeah. great that's true i never thought about the raw vegetables in mexico when we go to mexico we don't drink the water or you don't have the ice but yeah I never thought about the vegetables but that's really a good point yeah yeah so, no, I have to add that to my list. It's not on my list. So I will add it because uh, it sounds amazing. It's it's the culture. It's the you just immerse yourself into that. And it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was great. Um, I mean, I've I've been to Tijuana, TJ. Um, I've lived in San Diego. And that one's that one's rough. That's like you got to really be careful. You got to be with someone you trust mm -hmm. and carry a 20. Like you've all heard the stories. Um, in India, I didn't feel that way. It wasn't unsafe. No. Because yeah. uh. the people are just so welcoming and they're nice and, you know, they yeah. are respectful. So it makes you feel a little more comfortable, I think. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's great. Okay, that's great. Well, Amy, this was such a pleasure to have you on the show. I just loved, loved, loved our conversation. 
thank you for all that you're doing for women because it's so important to have somebody like you just take charge and move the needle so that you know women can have a better experience and a better life. So thank you for that. Please share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, so if you need anything fertility testing or supports, uh, you can find us online at provetest.com. It's P-R-O-O-V-T-E-S-T.com. We're also on Amazon. So most of our products you can buy on Amazon, use the Prime, get them there immediately. Um, We're on social media, Instagram and Facebook. Um, The tag is at provetest. A lot of education. We love educating. So just come on, follow us, get get some free fertility tips. That's great. Great. Thank you so much. This was such a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. Please take a minute to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment. Thank you. See you next week. From IT skill enhancements to end user adoption training, Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide selection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of free access to our Microsoft official curriculum on-demand courses for IT professionals or end users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. Hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time. Success is a journey. Ask for directions.